0: Alright, here we go. This week we're a little late with our recording because we got stuck over the road. So I'll give you an update on what I did this week. Uh, the news, I was supposed to do that Thursday, but I'm probably going to break that up Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There's a lot of news. I just, I'm just i so far behind. It was a rough week. Oh, You're going to want to hear how this week went. Some weeks, you know, some days you get the bear, some the bear gets you. This week, the bear got me. Well, not Smokey the Bear, but a bear. So let's get on with the show. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. All right. Here's how the week went. Chicago to Bloomington, California, left out, going across I-80. Road was shut down, so I had to go 80 to 76, basically down to Denver, and it cut down to the 40. worst part about that is I wanted to go across 40 to begin with, because I knew the weather was going to be bad, but dispatch thought that it would be fine, so we went across 80 and then had to drop down to 40, which added a couple hundred miles to the trip, and then when we got down to 40, it was snowing in New Mexico, so I had to drive through that, so we were looking at driving through i don't know a lot of snow a lot of ice a lot of wind it took forever to get out there we were running so far behind and then we had some issues with weight on the trailers we have single axle tractors now and you can only put twenty thousand pounds on the drives and they seem to be a lot of issues with that and we had the twin screws you could put a lot more weight on there and it was a lot easier to deal with so hey what are you gonna do so we sat there and we lost a bunch of hours due to that so it was a long week on the way out Then on the way back, we went across, you know, fifteen to seventy, then seventy to to uh, seven or you know seventy six and eighty and all that. And then we hit snow all you know in the first part of seventy, over there in Utah. Then we hit snow snow over there in Nebraska and ice. And then we finally made it to Chicago, and everything was doing just fine. Now we got to go to Denver. This is where it gets really fun. So. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, on the way out, uh going down the twenty-five to California. I almost forgot this part. Uh twenty-five was shut down due to ice and snow. So we got routed off on the two I think it was the two eighty-five. We had to go through Carson National Forest and a bunch of Indian reservations. And I don't think these guys had seen trucks out on that road for a long time. That was a lot of fun. Just really just made the day last forever. Two lane roads. So anyway, let's get back to the denver so denver trip was from chicago so then denver would be uh 57 or 55 down to 70 then 70 straight over and it doesn't add too many miles a little bit but not too much but instead we got routed 80 across and then the weather turned to crap and 80 got shut down so right there at 312 where the uh, grand island is in nebraska had to take the 281 south that was like I don't know like 180 miles or something it had a lot of miles to the trip i had to run that all the way down to 70 and then i took 70 over to to denver going down that road was two lane i saw i didn't hardly see anybody it was mostly uh cattle but i take that back i did get to this this really cool town it was called red cloud nebraska i don't think we had gotten to kansas yet anyway red cloud nebraska and I got in there, and I'm looking at the road and I'm from a distance. Well, what the heck is going on? It was a brick road. The downtown area was brick. It was uh, it was rather attractive, actually. It looked like a nice little town. So we did that, and you know that was kind of interesting. Then uh, then I got to some cr- town. I don't even know what it was. Like six, seven houses grouped together, and then they had a bunch of Christmas lights up on the up on the poles. On the road, and half the lights were off, and all the lights in the houses were off. It looked like something out of a horror movie. I don't know what town it was. I didn't stick around. I just got out of there as quick as possible. I was so happy to get down to seventy. And then when I get down, you know, to Denver, they don't have any freight for Chicago, which is where I want to go. I got to do physical this week, so I can't mess around. You know, I got to get back to the physical. Get my two years, hopefully two years again. So anyway, they don't have any freight for Chicago, so I got to go to uh, St. Paul. Ooh, this yeah, you know, this adds more miles to the week. You know, we're at this point, we're pushing over seven thousand miles probably, and which means we're going to use up all our hours, which I'll get into in a second. Anyway, so I finally make it to St. Paul. Now keep in mind, this is a team driver, two drivers. So I make it to St. Paul, get the load. Takes a couple hours. Get everything settled, get everything going, going down the road, leave St. Paul, pretty excited to leave it in St. Paul. Everything's going to work out perfect. I'm just going to have enough time to do my 34-hour restart, me and my co-driver. But guess what happens? I'm coming from the 494 to the 94, and there's a car on the 94 in the left lane, so I can't get over right away, and there's a piece of debris in the road. It wasn't even that big. I'm not sure what it was. It, you know I saw it come out from underneath the truck in front of me. I don't know if it fell off his truck or he just ran over the top of it anyway I had to i couldn't get over it, so I hit it and I just honestly I didn't think anything of it. I just thought oh well, just just like a you know something small you know long and small I didn't think anything of it anyway this damn thing uh hit the truck and then cut up and I guess it bent as I went over it. And it slammed right into my fuel tank from underneath. So it missed everything in the front. And then decided to curl up and probably got sucked into the fuel tank. I'm not sure how that happened. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. It wasn't anywhere on the road when I checked. So what does it do? It puts a bash in the front of my passenger side fuel tank and puts a slit about a foot long, just a couple inches above the bottom. Oh my goodness. That's the end of my week, right there. This is the first 25 years of driving, almost 25 years of driving. Never had anything like that happen. I've hit a few deer and things like that. You can't avoid it. really couldn't avoid this either, to be honest with you. But the thing slit right into my fuel tank. Oh, It looks like somebody took a samurai sword and just sliced right across my fuel tank. I, I couldn't believe it. I just... Yeah, and I had slowed down because I thought I had a flat when I ran over this thing. And another driver went by me because I was going slow for my company. He gestured for me to pull over, and I figured, oh, I better pull over. So I pulled over, and yeah, I ruptured a fuel tank. Did some damage to the side there. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So embarrassing. It's not really an accident. It's more of an incident. It's almost like hitting a deer, but still, it's embarrassing. I never... anything like that so anyway here's how it played out i call this is where it works to have a good support network so i call the company talk to my dispatch and they say hey i killed the truck (laughs) you know i need some service and i need a i need a diesel spill and they're really they're really fast about this i pulled to the scale over in wisconsin so I can, you know, get to a safe place where there's concrete. Because if you're spilling any type of hazardous material, you don't want to be spilling on the dirt because then they'll go have to dig that stuff up. You want to be on concrete and you want to be able to contain it. Luckily, the scale was closed and the place was empty. It was New Year's Day, so I pulled in there. That's where I had the hazmat crew come to. I probably dumped about 60 gallons of diesel. (sighs) What are you going to do? So anyway... Hazmat crew comes out and they throw this stuff down that looks like kitty litter and they clean it all up. And it's everywhere. Ugh They did a great job. And then they they drained my fuel tank. While that was going on, they had three guys working on that while that was going on. The maintenance guy came out and he crawled underneath the truck and he cut off that fuel tank from the system because they draw us from both sides. So now I'm only I'm only drawing from one side, which is no big deal. But if it would have left that way, it would have been drawn air. Now the now the hazmat guy, once he cuts that off, because it was 15 degrees, I don't want to shut the truck off because the other guy's sleeping. So once I get the truck shut off, or once I get that done, now the hazmat guy can take this exorbitant material, this exorbitant rags and stuff, and he shoves them in the tank to keep everything from sloshing around that he couldn't get to you know, when he drained it. So now, you know, so I could drive down the road because we don't want to be leaking. It's, oh, no, 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 we don't want to leak we don't want to put anything like that on a highway we don't want to you know we don't want anything like that so that gets going so we're looking at between the hazmat crew and the maintenance guy we're probably looking at 3 or 4 grand in damage for just a few seconds i'm not sure exactly how much it costs but it's probably around that oh, embarrassing and then You know what do you you know i'm just sitting there thinking god what could i have done what could i have done i played it through my head a few thousand times and i honestly don't think i could have done anything different you know because if i would have swerved a truck which is the worst thing you can do the absolute worst thing you can do because if you swerve then you might take the car out that's next to you or you might flip the trailers or you might you know you might do something this way nobody got hurt there's no damage it was only me you know, my company and it was like nobody else was involved. And that's the way you want it because you don't want anybody else to get hurt. You don't want anybody to get hurt and you want to stay safe. So at that point, it's not about, you know, it's not about getting, not getting into an, an incident. It's about, I keep saying incident. It's, uh, it's not about, you know, not getting into thing. It's about minimizing it. So that's what I did as best I could. And we were there for about five, five and a half hours while they cleaned everything up. The hazmat guys did a fabulous job. You wouldn't even know that all that diesel was on the ground where I was at. The maintenance guy was fantastic. He crawled underneath the truck, cut off the fuel tank. And then I also asked her if he'd you know, crawl along from the inside of the you know, underneath there and make sure there's no busted airlines or electrical lines and stuff like that. And he did. And, and he gave me an okay on that. I was a little concerned about that because to get to the fuel tank, you have to go through a lot of sensitive stuff, you know, like airlines, fuel tank, you know, all that stuff. And whatever it was I hit didn't fly up and hit any of that stuff, which totally blew me away. I didn't know what to think. I just swallowed some water. I didn't know what to think. You know, the fact that, I mean, it was like the perfect, just the perfect, uh, you know, cut. It was. It's unbelievable. It literally looks like somebody slashed it with a samurai sword. It's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. And all the damage was from inside out, not outside in. But the panel that goes over the fuel tank was cracked pretty bad on the inside and wouldn't stay, so they took that with them. But we were able to link it back, uh, limp it back into the yard. So that's my week. Then I get back to the yard, and everybody's really nice about it because they know, you know. I I'm not uh, you know, I don't want to brag but it's like I'm not very aggressive driver I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna you know the tailgates or or anything like that I'm you know I'm not that kind of guy so and I have a pretty good reputation as far as that goes and so for me and they people know how to you know because if, if you want to drive for any length of time you have to take this stuff seriously and I'm not just talking about me I'm talking about everybody because. If you don't make it home safely, then what's the point of going to work at all? And you don't want to kill nobody at work. Oh, that'd be the worst thing. You have to live with that forever. Yeah. And, and you would. You'd have to live with it. And I don't think I can handle that. So I had to fill out an incident report. You know, where were you? What way were you traveling? Stuff like that. And, uh, You know, I just, and uh, I said, and uh, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, exactly what do you want in this? And they're like, well, you know, and I go, well, no, no, I don't really, you know, I'm not sure, you know, and what what is all this other stuff? And they're like, oh, what do you mean? I said, well, see, because I've been at this company since 2002 and I've been driving since 95 when I came there. So they're like, you never filled one of these before? And I go, no, I never filled out, I had to fill out one of these before, and they were kind of shocked because everybody hits something sooner or later. When you drive truck, it's not a matter of if you're going to have an incident or an accident; it's a matter of when, uh, ice, snow, whatever. It's a matter of when, and I would like to think a lot of it is skill that has kept me out of trouble, but the truth is a lot of it is luck. I've been very lucky that I didn't get in an accident. There's many opportunities where I could have, but I didn't, and I got lucky. I never put one in the ditch. This is probably the worst thing I've ever done, is this thing right here, that piece of metal flying up. Or a deer, I've hit plenty of deer, but there's nothing you can do about that. So I've been very, very lucky. Very, very lucky in my career. And you don't have to be a bad driver to get into an accident. Because you drive so much, things do happen. So, yeah, you know, I'd like to think a lot of it's skill, but a lot of it's luck, and that's luck based on taking it seriously. So, I don't want to get too positive about driving because I don't want to talk anybody into doing it that shouldn't. And I want to. I don't want to get too negative about it either because it is a good job. It's paid my bills for many years, and I do enjoy it most of the time i must admit there are some days when i don't enjoy it like when it's icy or snowy or i'm driving two late roads that i literally have no idea where i'm at and it looks like something out deliverance you know it's just crazy but so anyway i got back to the yard and i was at hours by the time we left that place so my co-driver had to drive so now i'm short on hours he's short on hours and we couldn't get our 34-hour restart. So we had to drop our Bloomington, which is something we're not one of those kind of teams that does have very often. In fact, I think this is the first time we've dropped a run in over a year. Some guys drop them all the time. The older guys can't do the miles. Well, I'm in my 50s. I guess I shouldn't say older anymore. But, you know, the 60, 70-year-old guys, sometimes they can't do it. So anyway, I dropped the, the Bloomington. And then I'm going to have to call in Sunday, and I'm going to drop the Denver. I'm going to use a couple of sick days. I got my physical on Wednesday. Uh, every two years, I have to do a physical to retain my commercial driver's license. And I do that, well, it's not every, It's not really every two years. It's more like one year, 11 months, because you want to get it before it runs out. So I got to go to the doctor on Wednesday, and we live out Sunday for Denver. And I was going to drop it anyway. Because I don't want to take a chance on that get back to see the doctor because then I might be off for a week again, and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to drop these two runs, do my physical, go in, turn the paperwork in, and then be good to go for another two years, hopefully. Now, the reason why I say hopefully is because, well, the last time I got my blood pressure checked was a couple months ago. It was fine. But there are certain things that can, you know, disqualify you. Uh, High blood sugar, that'll get you a one-year card. Or a six-month card or less, uh, high blood pressure, uh, let's see what else. Uh, I don't know. There's quite a few things. I don't know what the full list is. But if you don't get a good physical, you might get a one-year card or you might get a 6 months card. Six-month card. Now, you know, if you get a one-year card, it's really only 11 months. You're going to have to do it every every year. That's something you want to try to avoid. You want to stick with a two-year card. So that's your goal, to hit the two-year card. So anyway, i got to do that on Wednesday, so I'll be off. So I'll just do the news. Uh, maybe I'll do a couple of shows, you know, three or four to catch up on the news. There's so much news. Uh, Most of it not good, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about political stuff unless it refers to trucking, because quite honestly, I just don't really care. And two, uh, you know, if it doesn't apply to trucking, the political stuff, it, it just... You know, there's better places for it. You know, People that are more in-depth follow it closer, more closely and are more compassionate about it than I am. I'm not very compassionate about politics at all. One way or the other, I'm an independent. So let's just get that over with. But anyway, that's my week. It was probably, normally it's a 6,300-mile week. It was probably over 7,000 miles. Uh, normally I don't wreck trucks. Uh, the truck's going to have to go to Penske. They're going to have to pull the tank. install a new tank and then do some cosmetic damage but other than that it's uh you know it's not a big deal well i mean it is a big deal to me because i'm the one who messed it up and you know what i don't like messing things up after i filled up my uh paperwork i told my dispatcher i said oh geez you know the worst part about this and she goes what and i said i gotta be nice to everybody now (laughs) because i just screwed up so bad That it's hard to be an arrogant, you know, after messing up so bad. But the truth is, eh, what are you gonna do? All right, let's talk about things that we're working on. Uh, The Great American Truck Show—I think it's the Great Midwestern Truck Show, whichever the one is in Kentucky. Uh, It's uh, in—I think it's in March or May. I'll put on the on the on the Facebook page. I'll put the dates up for the show. Anyway, it's Trucking with Kingfish on Facebook. You can find it there. Uh, oh, I didn't, oh, darn it, another dollar for the purse jar. What I want to do with that is I want to try to go to that, but I want to get a press pass. Now, if I can get a press pass, I'll go to that in a heartbeat and stay all three days. I think it's three days. But if I don't get a press pass, man, maybe I won't go. Uh, last year, I wasn't able to go to the Iowa Truck Jamboree. I generally tend to go every other year anyway. It's a great place to go to. Oh, my God, the place is fantastic. The Highway 80. Now, when I was a kid, that being well said, I used to go to the one in Anaheim all the time, the big truck show in Anaheim. When I was a kid, I used to go with my uncles, and I thought it was amazing. Watch how they back up, see all the different stuff they have. Now, that particular show in Anaheim is now in Vegas. I've never been there since they've started going to Vegas, but I used to go to the Anaheim one when I was a kid because we lived in Pasadena at the time. My uncle used to pick me up and take me there and, Uncle Steve or Stargazer, you know, you've heard me talk about Stargazer. Yeah, we used to, uh, when I was a kid, he had this cab over. I'll be darned, I can't remember which model it was. And him, my, you know, my Uncle Bobby, he'd pick us up. And uh, Uncle Bobby and Uncle Steve would grab the, you know, each seat in the front. I'd sit on the doghouse and we'd go to the drive-in movie theater. You know, I have like popcorn or whatever it was right in front of me and I these big windows to look out of. And, you know, my two favorite uncles were there. Sadly, Uncle Bobby passed away. He was a great guy. A little crazy, but he was a great guy. He, yeah, he was crazy. Eccentric would be a mild term, but yeah, you know, I love the guy. And, uh, you know, just me, you know, me and my two favorite uncles sitting there in, in the truck watching movies at the drive in movie theater in, in the 70s and 80s. Probably late 70s is probably what it was. Oh, good times. Those are just the best of times. I miss those so much. Yeah, and the view from noise that, you know, sat in back, got the double feature. I think I fell asleep every yeah you know, before the end of the movie every time. You know, and then I'd fall asleep in the cab. Maybe that's why it doesn't bother me to sleep in a big truck going down a road. I'm kind of used to it as a kid. You know, I didn't go too often. Made a few trips to Phoenix with Uncle Steve. And a couple up north. Those are cool. But I never did. You know, I used to love the view from the truck. And Steve's probably... And I'm not just saying this because he's my uncle. But he, Stargazer, Steve, we you want to call him. He is... His backing skills are just beautiful. Yeah, I only know one other guy that's as good, and that was Doug. Doug, I ran with Doug, and when these guys back up, you can literally hear like ballerina music. I mean, it's just so smooth and so sweet the way they do it. And when you see somebody that's really good at what they do, it's just amazing. You know, Doug and Steve. uh, Doug's my friend. Steve's my uncle's. uh, You know, they could take a trailer. And they could just dance, you know, dance it around the yard. It's like it's, it looks so effortless, effortless the way they do it. It's just amazing, you know. I've always marvelled these guys for their skills. I personally, myself, I've never been that good. Yeah, I'm more of a pull forward, go straight, deliver the freight kind of guy. When it comes to backing like that, I can do it, but I gotta do a couple of pull ups sometimes. But those two guys, oh my goodness, watching them back up, just amazing. And I know, you know, some of you that don't drive, you're thinking, oh, that's not a big deal. Trust me, when you're doing a blind side and it's dark out, I mean, you know, it's it's a big deal. And like one time I was with Uncle Steve and I seen him parallel park, yeah, parallel park on the street, Rosemead Boulevard in California. And there was a car like a couple of feet off his back bumper and a couple of feet off, a couple of feet off his front bumper. And he had the truck in there and he did it on, he didn't do any pull ups. He just, boom, slapped it in there. And he got it in there so tight that the car in the front and the car in the back couldn't leave because they couldn't, it was so tight. They couldn't, they couldn't make the turn to leave. They waited for the guy behind him and the other one, you know, and the one in front of him to leave. It was pretty funny. I remember watching this going, wow. And he just did that with a conventional and a 53 foot trailer. You know, it was and he did it in one shot, which is just phenomenal. Yeah. What I mean, that's that's some serious driving. This guy is just he can actually drive both these guys can actually drive better backwards than they can forward. They're not real fast, they don't you know, they're not gonna break any speed records getting this stuff across the country. But when it comes to backing and those type of skills, you just have to sit there and, you know, it's just something you got to watch. I tried to talk both of them into doing one of those competitions with the trucking, but they wouldn't go for it. I don't know why. I just think they would have been fantastic. So, anyway, that's what's going on. Uh, long, super long leak this week, over probably 7,000 miles. Uh, had to drop the run. Just do a recap here, real quick. Had to drop the run. Broke the truck. You know i had a piece of metal fly up. it's you know what it sliced through that tank like butter when i got out i saw the big slit inside of the tank but i was like you got to be kidding me luckily though nobody got hurt you know there was nobody around to get hurt and that's good so we'll take it for what we can we still think it sucks it's kind of embarrassing but what are you gonna do that's life I'll do the newscast uh, probably later on tonight for tomorrow, and then I'll do another one Sunday. Maybe I'll do another one Monday. It's just too much stuff. Things have been going on lately, so we'll see what happens. I got to get things organized. So I'm going to check out now. Hey. Oh, one last thing. This happened at, like, oh, I don't know, like, new year's eve like twenty three forty five, twenty three thirty, something like that i'm not sure exactly the time because i was more concerned about getting to a safe spot than remembering all that stuff or seeing what it was but you know when i called the dispatch it was 1201 one minute into midnight one minute into midnight and i'm calling because i broke the truck for the first time wow you know what are the odds uh, absolutely horrible so, anyway like I said, it's good to have a support network because without those guys I don't know what I would have done so anyway, I hope everybody has a great holiday I want to get going feel a little tired, probably going to take a nap or something it's just one of those days so, stay out of trouble guys and keep on trucking and remember, some days the bear gets you some day you get the bear most of the time you're going to get the bear This week the bear got me, but that's alright, I'll get back into it next week and I'll hit a hard charge and I'll do what I always do, I'll deliver the freight, that's what we do, we're drivers, we deliver the freight, we're the giants that walk across the country, that deliver the goods for the people, that's what we are, and without us, there isn't, they have nothing. That's our duty. That's our job. That's what, that's, our, that's what we do. We deliver the freight so others don't have to. All right. So that being said, I'm out of here. Peace. And uh, Kingfish out.